What's up? Welcome to the Last Second Bid Podcast, where we discuss fantasy football, look at weekly fantasy performances, and take a look inside our league. I'm your host, Wes Dickin. Thanks for joining us. Once, twice, sold. Welcome to the Last Second Bid Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Dickin. You are listening to episode three of the Last Second Bid. It's a podcast about fantasy football, discussing fantasy notes and performances around the league. Whenever the league starts up again, hopefully, right? Uh, it'll follow our fantasy league, the Trojan Cup, a 10-team league. We talked all about that in previous episodes. If you want to go back and listen to how we set that up and how that league operates, it'll kind of give you an idea of maybe why we are talking about some of the decisions that we're talking about today. Today's guest is Dusty Neal. We'll be talking to him a little bit about his roster last year, uh, how he drafts, what he looks for. We'll be talking about some young wide receivers heading into this year who are looking to burst into the top 10. And we'll be talking about some quarterback rankings, specifically the ranking of his favorite quarterback. So let's jump right into our interview. All right, Dusty Neal, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I I wanted to welcome you on, kind of talk a little bit about your team, get you some get some insight on maybe what your plan is for this year. You know, I'm always digging for information. Oh yeah, always. Uh, but let's go ahead and I want to give Dusty's owner profile first. Uh, team name, another one bites the dust. That's with a digit number one uh, because you didn't have enough characters to spell out one, if I remember that, correctly. That is correct. Uh, played, you've played fantasy football since it's at well, Yahoo said 2003, yeah. which would be 17 years of fantasy yeah. football. Yeah. You would think I'd be better by now. Uh, that's, you know, that's kind of been the standard answer from some of these guys is, yeah, I, I've played a long time. You'd think I'd be better. Uh, you've been in the Trojan cup league since it started. You were one of the founding members, uh, when it started in 2010. So you were in it for a, a couple years there when it was an eight-team league. Yep. Um, your best finish, you got second place in 2012. Yep. And uh, then your worst finish, you've been eighth twice, but you've stayed out of that last place spot there. So you've been able to avoid that. Um. Yep. Yahoo says your average finish is fifth. You must be a pretty good owner if your average finish is fifth. I celebrate mediocrity. Uh, celebrate mediocrity. <laughs> finish in the middle of the pack. That's the goal right. is to make the playoffs every year. <laughs> uh, and that, that's what I always shoot for, too, trying to make the playoffs, uh, which you did last year. You finished fourth last year. Uh, yep. And so that was a pretty good finish for you. I, Yahoo has done this thing where it's, it shows me your career winning percentage and win loss yeah. uh, for fantasy football. And you are 301 and 287. Okay. 51% winning percentage. Hey. That's not too bad, right? That's not bad. That's more wins than losses. Yeah. So yeah. I'll take that. Uh, and I'll tell you, compared to the first two guys I interviewed for this podcast, that looks really good. Um, I didn't share theirs on the air. Um, nice. Like I said, you finished fourth last year. And what I've been asking everybody is, who was the MVP from your team last season? Well, I believe it was Dalvin Cook. And it showed when he got hurt late in the season, 
uh, I did not win those weeks. And I think, I think for me, just anytime he was in my lineup, it was definitely double digit points. And, and a lot of times, you know, even in the twenties, um, you could probably argue Patrick Mahomes, you know, obviously he's in that boat as well. Had I mean, I've been injured. Honestly, finding an MVP on your team is, is pretty tough because you had a pretty good roster last year. I did. I, that's probably my best roster I've ever had. I, I, I think I scored the second most points right behind Eric. Yeah, but as we told you all season, Dusty, points don't win championships. You're exactly right. So mediocrity, my friend. Uh, mediocrity. Uh, yeah, you had Mahomes. You bought into the Kansas City Chiefs quite a bit, which is a smart move, buying into a, a high-octane offense. You had Mahomes. Yeah. You had Tyree Kill. Yep. You traded you traded me for Travis Kelsey at, at some point in the season. Yep. Um, which he was he was my keeper. I wasn't gonna be able to hold on to him. I felt he was kind of inconsistent, so I I made that yeah. move. But you really bought into those guys. But another guy who I think deserves some credit was Chris Godwin. Yes. And I mean that that's a guy you kind of went after. He was your sleeper last year and he yes, really he paid was. off big time for you. He was the – that's probably, of all the picks I have made over these years, that might have been my best pick. He was – I kind of locked in on him. Some things I read prior to the season made me a believer, and I bought him for $2. Uh, Chris Godwin for $2 is exceptional, especially when you look at probably <laughs> what he's going to go for this season. Yeah, um, yeah, if I don't keep him. Yeah, if you don't keep him. I mean, for $2, that's yeah. a good option. It's a really I have a lot of, lot of good options for keepers that are cheap. That's and honestly, uh, that kind of leads me into my first talking point with you. Uh, when yeah. talking about your keeper options, I think the big name that stands out on your roster, like you said, was Dalvin Cook. You had Pat Mahomes, uh, who's also a keeper option for you, uh, sure. just a little more expensive. I mean, I think, what, you paid $36 for, for Mahomes? Yeah, that's, 36 that's, And, I, you know, I, how much value is in that? I don't know. He's he's one of the top two QBs. Right. If you wanted to secure him, you could do that. And I think 36 probably is about what he'd go for anyway. Right. Um, right. But Dalvin Cook, you paid $11 for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, you know, that's kind of a steal, except there's just a lot of question marks right now. Absolutely. Um, he's holding out for more money. Uh, I, I I got a notification. You probably saw the same thing that Derrick Henry just got a contract for four years, fifty million dollars. Yep, twenty five yep. mil guaranteed from Tennessee. And you know how these guys are when they see that one of their one of the other guys in another team's backfield gets paid, they start to speak up a little bit. They want paid. So yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes with with Dalvin Cook. Um, but you know. You, I said you invested in the Kansas City Chiefs, which you did, but you also invested in Minnesota's backfield. Yes. Because you had Madison, Alexander Madison, yep. and you had Mike Boone. Uh, Alexander Madison is basically, I think, a, a junior version of Dalvin Cook. And it, I think, you know, in those opportunities that he had, he kind of showed how, how he could play and how he you know, feeds into that system. That's a great system for backs like Dalvin Cook and, and uh, Alexander Madison to play in. And with yeah, a quarterback well, like Kirk Cousins, you need that. You need that run game. 
You're right. And, and they and they ran a lot. They were very run heavy last year. Do you think do you think Minnesota leans on that rushing attack as much this year as they did last year? I think they do. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously what what Cook decides to do. Um, but I still think, especially losing Stephon Diggs, the personnel they have, they still have the offensive line. I think it's still going to be a run-heavy offense, um, whether it's Madison or, or Cook. Right? Mm-hmm. Probably both. Obviously, a lot of teams using the, the two running back system. And so I, I think it'll probably be a steady diet of both. The other thing that people tend to talk about with Dalvin Cook is injuries. Is there yes. any, do you have any concern looking at, and, and this is interesting because the risk I think is baked into your price a little bit at $11 yeah. at $11, you know, what, what is he a worthy investment considering he's holding out and he's an injury risk. Uh, if we get to, if we get to draft day, if we get to draft yeah. day and you're sitting there at the table and Davin Cook doesn't have a contract yet. Is he still a worthy investment at $11? That's a great question. I've been thinking about that too, especially since senior questions. Um, I mean, it is, it's only $11. You know, if it's $30, it's like, that's a no brainer. I'm not, I'm not going with him, but for $11, the guy, if the guy is on the field, he's, he could be a home run every time he touches the ball. You know I mean? It's, it's one of those guys you kind of look at. It's like, okay, What's he doing? He's in space. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's gone. And But if he's not out there, or even if he's disgruntled because he didn't get what he wanted, you know, is he going to perform? That's a great question. $11 is not much in our, in our uh, especially for him in our, in our draft there. Uh, uh, I mean, you got to figure, where's, what's his ADP right now? I'm trying to look it up here. I think it's right at five. Okay. I think his ADP is five. So he's usually the fifth overall player off the board. And, yeah. and, you know, he's up there with, with Saquon, Alvin Kamara, sure. uh, $11 in bad, but then you run the risk of, of paying $11 for a guy who doesn't, who doesn't play. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, and we, we know based on uh, previous podcasts, uh, I have paid for players who did not play. You, you beat me to the punch on that one. I, I was definitely going to tell you, <laughs> you have experience paying for players who don't play. Oh my gosh! I cannot. But well, I blame Eric for that. Our draft was way too early that year, <laughs> which it's not really his fault. I that was a schedule conflict for everybody. But man, yeah, that was so early that taking Chris Johnson and Peyton Manning, who neither one played that year, that was a killer. The other thing you have going here is Dalvin for eleven dollars might be worth the risk, but then is it worth the risk of turning down Chris Godwin for two dollars? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you just, you just have a lot of options and I, you know, you and I were texting and you said, I I have more options than I've ever had. And I said, well, but with options come decisions. Yeah, that's right. You know, you're going to have to start looking at that. Uh, Godwin's ADP is right at 17. So he's second rounder. Um, And, and and for two bucks. um, Right but a second round pick isn't likely to be cheap. Right. So, right. you know, I mean, he could go the $18 range, 17, 18, $19 range. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's another good option for you uh, yeah, absolutely. head into the draft. So you have some decisions to make 
Yeah, because then I also have like Austin Eckler for zero. Yep, yeah, that's that. He's he's sure to have another season of an expanded role. Yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs I think is seven dollars. Yep, and then uh, Debo Samuel zero dollars. So, Debo, yeah, and Debo Debo's dealing with a I think he's got a foot fracture right now. Yeah, yeah, he does. So he's, um, he's probably not a keeper, but once that guy's explosive once he's on the field. Yeah, and know, yeah. Well, yeah. I was just saying we're going to talk about Debo. I've got Debo on down a little bit. Yeah, uh, we'll absolutely. talk about him and Godwin and some other some of these other young wide receivers. Um, yeah. But you've got a lot of options, and let's not forget at Mahomes as an, yeah. as an option. Like if you decide you want one of the top two QBs, you want Pat Mahomes, and like you know I've said in this podcast before, in our league, it's six points per passing touchdown for a quarterback. So, you know, I had him two years ago when he threw his 50 touchdowns. And, you know, that was, I mean, 50 touchdowns, what, 300 points right there just on touchdowns alone. And that's – so it can be a big advantage. Now, he didn't didn't throw 50 last year. Right, right. uh, But you paid $36. Do you feel like the $36 is a 50 touchdown price? Or do you think you actually maybe got him for a little less than what you were anticipating? Uh, honestly, I got him less than I, than I anticipated he'd go. I thought he would be in the $40 range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, I was thrilled to get him at 36. Yeah. So maybe he still has some value there to, at that, at that price too. So you yeah. definitely have some big decisions coming up. I wanted to jump in and talk about Chris Godwin. Uh, and I said, we'd get down to him and Debo Samuel. Um, yeah. I saw a statistic from, I think it was Pro Football Focus this week, where it said Chris Godwin was the third highest. He had a third highest receiving grade when targeted versus single coverage. Mm. Second place and second was Tyreek Hill, who you also had. Yep. Uh, and, and first blew my mind. First was uh, Miko Hardman. Really? Versus single coverage. Now, you got to figure he probably ended up in single coverage almost all the time. Well, that's, that is true, yeah. Um. But I saw that statistic, and then I saw another pro football focus uh, tweet listing some of the best QBs against man coverage, and Tom Brady's on that list. Yeah. So when you combine those statistics with Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski being on the field, he could see even more single coverage. Yes. Uh, so just, uh, you know, you took him as a sleeper last year, and he just – he just took off uh, 121 targets, 86 receptions for 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah. And then the other thing here is his average, his average yardage per reception was 15 and a half yards. So, you know, Godwin really, he, he took a huge step last year. Like a lot of people, like I, I read a lot of things in the preseason like you did. A lot of people said he was going to, but you never know if that's going to work out. It looks like he may be primed to take another step forward this year. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And I and I'm if I can speak into that a little yeah. bit, I think having Tom Brady at quarterback is a, it's a totally different ball game than having Jameis Winston at quarterback. <laughs> and with Chris Godwin in the slot, you know how Tom Brady loves those slot receivers. Hmm. I think Godwin has a big year and I mean bigger he had a big year last year I think he has a bigger year this year do you think Mike Evans do you think Mike Evans plays better this year than he did last year 
That's a great question. I think they're both going to have a big year. And, you know, we were talking about some of these other young wide receivers. Debo Samuel, who has a foot fracture but could still break out in San Francisco if he's healthy. And then I'm looking at this other group of wide receivers here, like Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore. Um, I feel like this is a year where we've got to figure out which young wide receivers are for real. Yeah, agreed. Um, You know, but their options after Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, after those guys are gone, because they're going to go high, uh, there's some good young wide receivers out there. And so, uh, like, which of those are for real? I mean, Godwin – and that's that's the knock on Godwin's season last season, right? Is he is he is he going to repeat that, or was that the outlier? Now, yeah. you might be you might be the person to be able to tell us which of these young wide receivers would be for real because you have had experience at the wide receiver position, playing and coaching. True. Yep. And how how does coaching? affect your fantasy decisions or does it at all it does no it it definitely does you know I think I think back on my my coaching and you know as an offensive coordinator you know it's always how we can score points on points on Friday nights and you know looking at defenses and and studying man I'm now I'm saying this I'm starting to miss a little bit I've done it for (laughs) I guess my third third year out of it um you know, you're always looking at how, how we going to score points. And so, you know, so same concept here, looking at matchups, maybe not, I'm not studying uh, a defense and opposing high school defense for, you know, 20 hours over the weekend, but right. uh, I am, you know, studying who, who are they playing? Who are these guys playing? How do they match up? Is it a good matchup? Is it not? How are they going to score? You know, who's playing well around them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that those are all, yeah. So, I, I do have that, that coaching mentality, obviously, uh, since I coached, you know, a lot of football over the last yeah. 17 years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely always have that, that view of how am I going to score now. Um, I would like to think I'm a better uh, football coach than I am a fantasy football player. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to celebrate mediocrity in, in coaching. <laughs> With you having this coaching experience and be able, being able to evaluate uh, – wide receivers other positions you're you're looking at at chris godwin and you're saying he's the real deal i think so of those other young wide receivers i mentioned kenny galladay calvin ridley dj moore uh debo samuel which uh, which young wide receiver do you think is is gonna be on on the list of for real Go ahead and throw like AJ Brown in there. What which guy that you've seen yeah. do you just love at wide receiver who you think is really going to take a step forward? I think Debo Samuel is is the real deal. Um, I think that he's perfect in that offense, especially if they can get him healthy. Because um, not only can he obviously go out and catch some passes, he's also going to run the ball some here and there. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a just a big freak in nature, man. That that guy he can play. Um, and once again, I, I, I've said this a lot, but just get that guy, you know, the ball in space and watch him go. You know, it's pretty incredible. I think him, yeah, I, I really like him. Um, I, I like Kenny Galladay. I think just Kenny Galladay's got great footwork. Um, that's a big, big thing for me mm-hmm. is uh, I want to watch your footwork. And 
Uh, I, I think that he's got that. Um, he's, he's probably not the fastest guy on the field, but when you have great footwork, great footwork will take you uh, a good distance. You know, I think back to like Anthony Gonzalez, you know, playing when he played for the Colts, he was not the fastest guy on the field, but his footwork was as good as anybody in the, in the league. And uh, he could, he could play because of that, you know, true. true. So I, I think this, some of these young guys like that, that they can put in time and, have good footwork, good you know, good speed. That obviously always helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I, I I love Chris Godwin. I love Debo Samuel. I take uh, both back on my team. All right, you take them both. Well, and, and you you know you. I feel like you said recently, like, can I just have my team from last year? Yeah, I, I would you, love to just keep my team. You know the answer is no. We're gonna right. we're gonna make you make a decision, but but you did right. want your and it was a good roster. Yeah. Um, switching gears a little bit from leaving the wide receiver position uh, and kind of jumping into quarterbacks a little bit. Yeah. I wanted to talk about one of your favorite players, maybe your uh, favorite player. Uh, yep. And you know where I'm going with this. Yep. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. <laughs> now there seems to be an assumption that he's declining. Sure. They drafted Jordan Love in the draft this year. A lot of people were pointing to that. What what do you think is going on with Aaron Rodgers' value right now in fantasy? What's the deal? Well, I mean, he's he's thirty six years old. I think um, he if he's going to win, it has to be win now. Uh, he's I don't know how much gas he has left in the tank. I don't think he's going to be like Tom Brady and play till he's fifty nine or however old Tom Brady is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. It's. I was a little surprised that they moved up, you know, those four spots to take Jordan Love in that first round. There, there were a lot of good wide receivers on the board. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in a really deep, you know, maybe maybe one of the deepest wide receiver classes coming out of college uh, that we've seen in a long time. A lot of good wide receivers there, and, and they they opted not to get Rodgers another playmaker instead drafted the next quarterback I, I was a little I guess baffled by that yeah I think a lot of people were confused yeah. by that like, like you didn't get you didn't get Aaron Rodgers another weapon right and they've been saying for a while like his his wide receiving core has not been great so you uh, didn't get him another right. weapon instead you drafted who the guy who might be his heir apparent I don't know um right and you know their their depth chart at wide receiver, their, their pass catching depth chart isn't great. You got oh, Devontae yeah. Adams. You got Devontae Adams. Uh, I didn't realize until I was researching for this that they, they got Devin Funches. Yeah. Yep. So I, that's a big body. I don't know what he's got left. Um, right. You know, he, he was on the Colts, which we're Colts fans. He's on the Colts last year yeah. and was injured yeah. and, and didn't really get a chance to show what he had. So I don't know what he's got. Um, but then you're down to like guys like Equinemia St. Brown, Marcus Valdez Scantling, um, Alan Lazard. Like, yeah. Like just, just, I mean, are these, these aren't, these aren't guys who we plug their names into those young wide receivers we were just talking about. Um, no. So, you know, and, and even at tight end, they don't really have anybody at tight end anymore with Jimmy Graham gone. Um, right. I did. I did read where Jordan Reed 
is a free agent. And a couple of people were tying Jordan Reed to the Green Bay Packers, which I thought would be interesting, except I feel like Jordan Reed would get injured just reading the playbook. Right. Right. It's, um, it's interesting. I, yeah. And so, you know, here you got Aaron Rodgers, who is an exceptional quarterback. Uh, he's yeah. one of the guys who I always say, I, I want to, I want a quarterback on my team who can win the game for me. Um, yeah. And he's one of those guys. He makes his wide receivers better, but in fantasy, I, I don't know if it's because of his supporting cast, if it's because of his age, if it's just all kind of a perfect storm. Uh, I mean, his they have him ranked pretty low. Um, they yeah. have him as the 12th QB off the board right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's I think it's a combination of both his age and but probably the biggest thing is just the lack of playmakers. You know, on, on that side of the ball. There's not a defense right now that fears playing that Green Bay offense, even with Rodgers at quarterback. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to double Devontae Adams all day yeah, and, and make the rest of that team, you know, beat me. That's and a good that's, point. When, when, you, when you don't have that, that just one more playmaker, you know, I think they, they've got good backs. They've got Adams, but if you don't have another receiver, another tight end, somebody that's going to scare that opposing defense even a little bit, it's hard to to contend with that. With Aaron Rodgers in mind, I'm going to say the name of another quarterback. I want you to tell me if you like Rodgers more or less than this player. Okay. Um, Let's just go – I try to mention this guy's name every episode just for Eric. Baker Mayfield. (laughs) <laughs> oh man you know just because of the personality I can't I just can't stand Baker Mayfield uh <laughs> so I'm I'm a, just personality wise I'm gonna go uh Aaron Rodgers okay and, and uh, side note if if Aaron Rodgers was the Browns quarterback right now with all the weapons that uh, Baker Mayfield has oh my goodness that's that's a good point all right so so Rodgers over Mayfield what about uh what about Cam Newton in New England that is going to be an interesting little matchup there. Um, golly. I think I still go Rodgers just because I, I don't I, – I guess I don't know what to expect from Cam in this new system with Belichick. How are they going to mesh? Um, there's not – I mean, they, they have some, you know, pretty significant players, but – I wouldn't say that they're they're world beaters on the off, right. you know on the offensive side with the Patriots. So okay. I, I would still say Rodgers there. Okay. Uh, what about what about Big Ben? Ben Roethlisberger. Man, this is a. I mean, I, some people might look too. at Ben. Some people might look at Ben and think value quarterback right there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably my heart. Would, would still say Rodgers. I don't know if my head does. But. Your heart and your jersey collection would and say Rodgers. And my Rogers. jersey. My, they both say Rodgers. All right, well, let's go. Yeah. Let's go with this guy. This guy, I, I, you know why I'm mentioning him. You've There's a story where you were stuck with this QB during one draft. <laughs> you paid $6 for this guy. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. yeah. Stafford versus Rodgers this year. I, you know, Stafford has – some of the young playmakers, you know, Galladay, uh, the Jones kid, you mm-hmm. know, some of those, 
he's got some playmakers there. He he may be able to do some things this year. Um, I think I I think I would like to see Stafford over over okay. uh, Rodgers. That might be okay. as a shock. Stafford over Rodgers. So you wouldn't be upset yep. paying six dollars for Matthew Stafford this year. No, not not this year. I think he's <laughs> in a good place now. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, run my draft like he did. You know, that four, year, yeah, right. Ago. You panicked. Uh, what about what about Drew Brees? Oh yeah, I, I would take Drew Brees over. Okay, and, and and simply simply because of the playmakers he has around him. Okay, um, I would take Brees. Yeah, he. I mean, that definitely is a big difference between those two. All right, I'm going to give you two younger quarterback names here because I'm interested yep. to see what you think of these guys in comparison to Rodgers, Daniel Jones. Yep. How you feel about Jones versus Rodgers? I think Jones is is kind of in that boat too, where obviously he's got you know Barkley, but behind, but outside that, receiver wise, that I would say he doesn't have the playmakers yet. But I think he's got the mechanics. If they get a good core around mm -hmm. him, I think he could be a successful little quarterback in the NFL. He runs a little bit. Yeah, and he runs a little bit. He runs a little bit, so that that gets you a little bit of a boost. Uh, what about this young QB? How about Josh Allen? Yeah, that's another one, and especially, you know, them adding Stephon Diggs, right? That's where yeah. Diggs went to Buffalo. That's where yeah, went. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that only opens things up even more for him. I think he's going to have a good season. He okay. he could be maybe one of the bigger sleepers this year. So you take Allen over Rogers this year? I would. I I would take Allen over Rodgers this year. Okay. Yep. Okay. I, I mean, based on what you've said, that's about you. You have Rodgers about where, where others have him. Um, yeah. I think. I think the problem is there are a couple guys who could make a move in front of him. Yeah. There are a couple guys below him who could move up. Um, but I just think it's interesting. We always think of Aaron Rodgers as Aaron Rodgers. He's he's such yeah. a he's such an amazing QB, and you know. This is the year where he slips a little bit. So, I mean, it really might make him a value in this in this year. And, and there's a handful of experienced QBs that are going to be cheap this year. Guys, we just mentioned Stafford, yeah. Breeze, Rogers, Cam. It, in your opinion, and this is, this is actually a very interesting question for you, knowing who you have on your roster already. In your opinion, is this the year to pay for one of those top QBs or is this a year to wait on QB and maybe get one of these seasoned vets who who are going to come at a discount? I think, I mean, obviously, you know, getting one of those top two quarterbacks is is huge. But obviously, you know, only two people are going to get Mahomes and Jackson. So mm. I think that you know, there's going to be a lot of value for those for those quarterbacks, like you're saying, those those vets who who do have some playmakers around. They're going to be less expensive. You know, you can kind of shift some of that money elsewhere in the draft. Um, right. I, I think, yeah, I think that this could be a year to, to maybe hold out and, and get one of those cheaper options and, and put more money in your running backs and wide receivers. Is that your plan? Today it is. Who knows? Today it is. Home. So I may keep my homes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a lot of time so, to decide, and there are a lot of things that could change until then. Sure. All right. Sure. I wanted to shift to this is this is a, just an opinion right here. Yeah. I want to talk about whether or not you think kickers are expendable in fantasy. Man, you know, I 
You have a heart I, for kickers. I do because I, you know, played wide receiver and I kicked. Right. Uh, so, uh, but I'm telling you, last year I had Will Lutz and he scored me a lot of points. Yeah. Actually, there's probably yeah. I probably won a few weeks because he was scoring. 15 to 20 points. You, you know what? You do seem to fall into finding those kickers who drop 15 to 20 points for you. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how you do it. What's your, what's your secret? How do you find always, those guys? You always got to get a kicker who plays on a high powered offense that can move the ball. They may not score every possession, but at least they move the ball in a position where they can at least try to get on, mm. you know, the side of the field where they can kick. And so you can get a kicker with who, who's a part of a team that has a high powered offense you're probably going to score some points. Okay. So that's, so that's what you're looking. That's the only thing you're looking for is yeah. an offense. that's going to score a lot. That's, yep. I want their kicker. That's it. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. That's where I've done the same thing and I get six to eight points, but yeah, I, I feel like my kickers almost always are double digit kickers, yeah. which is you can get 10 points out of your kicker. You're, you're setting pretty good. So you're, so you are pro kicker on a fantasy roster. Yeah, I mean, only because I did it. So, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of like that aspect, that part of the game. All right, you know? all right. Uh, I know I've I've talked to Eric about it because I've wanted – I've my opinion is we can get rid of him. It, it don't bother me. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't want to either. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's pretty traditional with that, and he wants to keep him. But I, I kind of wanted to ask, since I knew you had kicked. Yeah. I wanted to see what you thought. And that's a, that's a fair answer. That's good. As long as um, I didn't get stuck with Vinatieri, then then I'm I'm good. To keep it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so now I want to ask you some owner questions. I've asked everybody. I've asked I asked Eric. I asked Wyatt in the previous two episodes. I want to ask you just some some owner questions. Number yeah. one is what is your biggest strength as an owner? Biggest strength. You know, I've been thinking about this, and I. I, it seems like I'm always am in the hunt for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe my biggest strength is putting together teams, but I obviously have not won a stinking championship yet. So now, uh, don't be too hard on yourself. You have contributed yeah. to many championships. That's true. I've given you three or four. You you, so. you have helped <laughs> you have helped people win championships. So don't be too hard on yourself. Right. Um, right. So so, but what what is it that you think? I mean, what's something that you do that you think gets gets you to that competitive roster? Like having a competitive roster, uh, okay, but a lot of owners have competitive rosters. What do you think is the thing sure. that you do maybe a little differently or something that you do well that helps you put that roster together? Well, I think just being able to analyze matchups. Um, and that probably comes back to the, like the coaching aspect. Mm. You know, you're always analyzing matchups like we talked about, you know, previously here. Um, but I think just being able to take a player and say, okay, what's, what's the strength on defense? What are they, you know, is this guy going to be able to produce? No. Yes. Okay. Yep. He is. Um, I would say that, you know, looking at a full schedule, you know, who are, who are, who's this guy playing against? What are, you know, the opponents looking like? How are those defenses? Um, you know, I, I try to take a look at those as much as I can. Some years I get to study that a little bit more than others. Um, but matchups are definitely key. So looking ahead is, is maybe my strength. Okay. Okay. What would you so, say your biggest weakness is? Oh my gosh. Being a sucker for 
players like Aaron Rodgers, who I say he's, <laughs> he's not going to have a good year. And I'm like, but he's Aaron Rodgers. I've got his jersey. Uh, so you, so and see, Wyatt and I talked about this in the last episode, kind of setting your your personal feelings aside. So yeah, yeah. you'd say you'd struggle in that area. I would, yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. That's fair. If if you have their jersey, you want them on your roster. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I would I would say that, and and just kind of, um, you know, from a, uh, I, I don't probably navigate the waiver wire as well as I should. Like okay. I wait, like I draft, when I draft my team, I want to stay with that team mm. if I can. But See, that's, that's what I was going to mention. I was going to mention the one thing that I think that you do, because I am an owner who is, who is I, I'm always willing to make a trade. Everybody has a price. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you, the guys you draft are the guys you wanted. Yeah. And it's hard for you to let go of some of those guys. It is. It is. And then I probably value them a little too much. Okay. Especially That's when fair. making trades, you know. There's something to be said for just saying like, well, yeah, if I'm going to trade him, I want, you know, I want everything. I want it yeah. all. Uh, and yeah. if you can't give me that, then I'm fine keeping him. And that's, but, but yeah, I feel like you, you just have a dedication to your roster that you put together. I'm a loyal person. Wes. You, you are a loyal, <laughs> loyal person. <laughs> Dusty is a loyal fantasy owner. Um, right. Who's your league rival? Uh, well, I, I'm going to echo Eric and say you, uh, you're everybody's just because you want so many stinking championships. But then after that, I always want to beat Eric. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun to beat Eric. Well, I mean, you know, we've pretty much been lifelong friends. So, uh, you know, 30 plus year friendship. Right. I want to, I want to beat him. He's, he's the friend that I mouth off to the most <laughs> and, and probably get mouth the most from. So, okay. That's uh, fair. That's yeah. Fair. And I mean, as and far I, as I'm concerned, you own our head-to-head matchup. Do you realize that? I do. I do. Yeah, I, I don't know what it that, is, man. You own you own me in the head-to-head matchup. Yeah, I'm your I'm your Patriots. Uh, you are. You are That's the Colts. Yeah. Um. Uh, and and let me slide this in there. Yeah, go ahead. I always I always love beating Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> just just to hear it. Oh, so. this year everybody's really going to enjoy beating Caleb because he right? won the thing. Um, Dang it, Ryan Caleb. Tannehill, and, and and you know I was I was talking to him the other night about lining him up for an interview, so we'll hear from the champ fairly soon. Um, yep. But yeah, yeah, Caleb's a fun one to beat too. Yeah. Now you probably heard on last on the episode last week about the the losers tournament. Yeah. And teams that miss the playoffs are going to play in their own tournament weeks 15 through 17. If you lose, you advance. So basically, yep. you know, you don't want to lose. You don't want to advance. If you right. lose the last matchup, you get the loser trophy, which we're going to kind of find some embarrassing name for, and you yep. have to pay a dollar to every other team. How do you feel about that idea? You know what? I actually like that. Mm. Cause I think, you know, it, it gives you a fighting chance. If you are, you know, one of those teams in the bottom, it gives you a fighting chance to, to maybe get out of that position. Uh, True. And I, I'm a, I'm a competitor, I, any kind of competition I'm in. And so if it extends, you know, I didn't make the playoffs, dang it, I'm, I'm ticked up. Oh, now I got a chance to play, you know, one more week. I, mm. I, I like that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I, I like it too. And I, I like the idea of, uh, 
maybe it, you know, I, I tend to, if I know I'm out of it, I tend to like dump my kicker for, oh, yeah. for, a, for a prospect for next season. Um, sure. And, and it, this would keep me from doing that. I don't, I don't want to lose. So suddenly I can't, I can't go after those guys on the waiver wire. Uh, it, I think I like the idea. I think. I yeah. Think I think I do too. All right. Final question, Dusty. Who is one player, and don't give me a big name player, who is one player that you have your eye on heading into the draft this year? Um, I really like – so the, the, Colts, the Colts draft was, in my opinion, very strong. And I really like the Pittman kid that they got, the wide receiver from USC. Okay. Uh, I think he could make a big splash immediately especially in that offense with Phillip Rivers as your quarterback. Um, I, and I think that he is – I think he's got some big-time potential. I could eat these words, but the dude's 6'4", 200-some pounds, and moves like a freight train. So, so you heard it here, folks. Dusty says the Pittman Michael kid Pittman. is the next Randy Moss. <laughs> okay. I didn't say Randy Moss. Um, <laughs> I would just take another T.Y. Hilton in that lineup. Okay. And, All right. and that's, they're not really comparable. They're, they're different players, but just another solid wide receiver that can play. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, the Colts need that desperately. They, they absolutely do. I think that kid's it. So I, I'm yeah. hopeful right. that he's it. Michael Pittman. Good Michael call. Pittman. He's, he's, my, uh, he's my, little, my little sleeper. Now everybody's going to go and I, I won't get him, but. That's kind of the point. That's kind. Of, that's kind of the point of the question. Is I, I kind of like yeah. the idea of putting that question out there, having you guys answer it, and then we'll all go for them. So I, yeah. I kind of like that. It's it'll make it fun. Um, all right. Well, Dusty, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I yes. appreciate it. It was so great to talk to you. Fun to talk fantasy with you. Uh, yep. And you just uh, have a great rest of your day. We'll have you on. Uh, well, I'll try to have you on with uh, maybe another owner. I'm thinking some of these two owner podcast yes. episodes could be fun. Cannot wait. Thank you so much, Wes, for doing this. This is awesome. And can't wait for, uh, what, September 2nd is our draft? Uh, yeah, we're drafting late this year. Drafting yeah, late yeah. this year, as late as we can. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. And yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that live, uh, uh, maybe not a live podcast, but recording it at least, and then putting it up yeah. on the podcast so that everybody can hear how that goes. So all of yep. your embarrassing things, if you, if you freak out about $6 Matthew Stafford, Right. Everybody's going to know. Yep. I'm going to have to move away from Caleb. <laughs> that, is, that your, is that your auction strategy this year? He, he's my auction uh, kryptonite. <laughs> so. Well, Eric's, Sorry, Eric, Eric sits you there. That's true. It's Eric's fault. <laughs> All right. Caleb, love, love you, buddy. Sorry you're having to hear this from us over the, over the podcast here. Uh, I'm going to edit that so, apology out. He won't hear that. All right. <laughs> well, I will talk to you later, sir, but thank you so much for joining. I appreciate it. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm getting ready to announce who the league's newest owner is. So that's going to be awesome. Exciting. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, Dusty. Thanks, Wesley. See you. All right, see you. Bye. All right. Trojan cup league mates. You've waited. I made you wait this entire podcast episode to find out who this season's new owner will be. And here it is. This season's new owner is Carson Burke. 
Thanks for listening to the Last Second Bid podcast. Remember to subscribe wherever podcasts can be found.